Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hey, hello, how are ya? This is Al from the dueling club. Every time you do a different intro, every single time. I was going for like a Midwest Jeffree Star kind of vibe. Did I do it? A little bit, no, but Jeffree it. Star is problematic. Everyone's a little problematic. Uh, he's a lot problematic. He's a moderate problematic. Okay, but well, okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, the degree I'm of which Jen, how he and is that's Al, and we were yeah degrees of of problematicness. Problemacy. Who's <laughs> uh, making new words? Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. So how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. It's been a little bit since we recorded. Yeah. Yeah, life has has been interesting, but we're You're not engaged. going to. No, no, no! Gave it away. You're not supposed to give it away. Gave it away. No, because we're gonna do a, a a recap or a hey, this is what life has been doing to us recently. And we have to talk about yes. secrets of Dumbledore. Yes. So that was gonna be a pretty full episode. So now I have to go back and erase this whole no, part. No, 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 no! It's a spoiler. For the next one. So now you're they're excited. Yeah. Okay, fine. There you go. And you don't get details until next episode, so you have to watch both. Ex- or listen to both. Listen to both. <laughs> so look at that. Sneaky. Okay. You're, you're sneaky, sneaky. Okay. But yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> like I said, it's been a minute since we recorded, and we actually didn't catch up. We haven't talked a lot. To uh, be yeah. Because... I've been sleeping like I I don't even know, dude. And I've been going to all different kinds of places. And it's yeah, that's gonna be in the in the recap episode. But we haven't really communicated much. So when I say how's it going, it's like how's it going and how's it been going for like the past month? Almost two. Eh, month Almost. and month and a half. I'll give you that. Month and a half. Okay. Yeah, so how's how's everything for the past month and a half? It's been going. Yeah? I I don't know. I feel like I have a mental block towards sleep. Mm. Possibly. It, there's, there's like uh, environmental issues in terms of sleep, like how it gets too hot and stuff as well lately. Mm-hmm. But before that, I don't know. I just haven't been able to bring myself to sleep. That's not good. No. Sleep is important. Yeah. Um, anything else? Not about it. Work is work. I'm sorry. It's driving me crazy right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I I just have so my my I just put it off. I'm sorry, guys. Hold on. Sorry about that. That's my my best friend of of many decades now. So, yeah. Cool. That that was the ringing that you guys heard. I'm not getting rid of it. It's just a thing. I will make sure that my phone no longer rings, which I thought mm. I did, but apparently not. If I yawn, by the way, I apologize. It's 11.38 in the morning and I haven't gone to sleep yet. Yeah. So... Well, it's not entirely true. I went to sleep for half an hour. Ooh, Lucky. Listen, I went to sleep last night at or this morning 
at four o'clock in the morning. Mm. So I am also tired. We live in a perpetual state of tired, if you haven't oh, noticed, guys. I'm, I am always. And gals and everyone. I'm so tired all of the time. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's wild. So, so you know, you know what else? What isn't crazy, though? Do you want to know what isn't crazy? If you like, follow, and subscribe. She said it. I did. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. And we've been getting a lot of uh, followers and, and people liking our page recently. Go you. You guys are the MVPs. You're all beautiful and wonderful. And I would give you a head pat. Pat, pat. That's a little condescending, though. I don't think so. I think it's a sign of affection. Yeah. Some people find it condescending. Well, those people need to get off their high horses. Well, then. Anyway. Um, so, y'all are the MVPs. We're also on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't ever go on Twitter. Let's be real. And I'm going to do less of that now. So. so, that might just go away altogether. I'm just saying. Yeah, just, just, I understand that Facebook isn't hip and the cool, yeah. but also, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. So, like, just come hang out on Facebook. Yeah, we're there mo- mo- more often than not. Honestly. You know what? Here, here, Here's a, here's a spiciness. If you want to add me on Discord, go for it. My name is code hashtag six, 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 six. Yes, I'm edgy. I I have Discord as well. Yours but is complicated. I don't, Mine is easy. I don't ever go on there. I only go on there to get his attention. So, which is like once every month, once every month and a half, once every four months. Yeah, I don't go on there. Yeah, so there you go. You can add me if you want to. I mean, we can figure out something later, but I, I probably will not call you, but I will type. Yeah, he's not a talker. There people. you go. The most you can get him to talk is, is on this. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to call him on the phone and he's like, nope. I would rather type. Yep. He makes an exception for me sometimes. Yep. But he does it very begrudgingly. Yep. <sighs> and uncommonly. Yes. So let's actually get to why we're here. Well, we're going to talk about Harry Potter, but in the next episode, there is the non-Harry Potter thing I want to talk about. Okay. Well, the next episode is we're catching up with you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want to do two recaps back to back. So You didn't want to do two recaps. No, I don't. Because I feel like if they're coming to talk to us, if they're coming to listen to us, and that's the dog. Why, why is she so ridiculous? I don't know. Today, she's just all over the place. But I feel like if she's coming to... If she's coming... If you guys are coming to listen to us, you probably want to hear more Harry Potter than than our lives. We'll give you our lives because we talk. Um, but let's get back to Harry Potter for a little bit and then we can be self indulgent. Because next episode, there are many things I want to talk about. We're going to be super self indulgent next episode. There's going to be Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial talks. Oh. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I know it is, but we're not going to talk about that now. Uh, the Batman movie. Oh, yeah. I love the movie. The movie is good. Okay, we'll talk about Uh, the Fantastic Beast movie, obviously. Well, obviously. obviously. And shout out to Max for going with us. Yes. Yay, Max. Max was with us. We'll talk about that more later. Um, 
in the next episode. I haven't, oh, watched, snap. I haven't watched a Doctor Strange movie. I want to watch it. But that means I have to watch WandaVision and Loki and... Uh... Not necessarily Loki. No, but... It we'll be... talk about it later. Yeah, okay. Only, only because we need to get back to Harry Potter. We're going to get to Harry Potter. We can talk for two seconds about something on Harry Potter. Calm down. Well, which is why we're going to have the next episode. And we can talk about it all we want. Okay, lady. Okay. Keeping us on track. One of the podcasts I listen to, mm-hmm. whenever they get off track, they actually have somebody who rings a bell. Enough. To, to make them come back. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. So part of me wants to get a little bell. Or find a bell app on my phone so I can go boop. Yeah, but I'm the one who would use it more. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, I did the like, follow, subscribe. Come on, guys. Make us a thing. You're looking very glowy, by the way. Thank you. I started... I haven't looked at you much because I'm like half asleep since you've been here. I furthered my skin regimen. I have to pick mine back up. Okay. But we'll talk about that later. Yes. Okay. So... Now that we're here, let's get back to, let's get down to business. No. No? I do, don't, you know, I like yeah. defeating Huns like the next man. Yes. But, Eddie Potter. Okay, so we are in, uh, we're still doing Order of the Phoenix. Harry Potter and Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. This is season five, episode 33. Because we got a bunch of bonus episodes for you guys. Um, chapter 28, Snape's Worst Memory. So before we get there, let's do a quick recap because I know that you and I may have forgotten what's up. I definitely do not remember. Okay. So basically... <laughs> so basically, what, what happened before was, uh, you know, Dumbledore's army... They got found. They got caught because Marietta is a sneak and it's written all over her face now. Why are you so... Where the... Why? I don't know. Okay. But that's that's. You just put emotion behind it and I I didn't like it. And Dumbledore has style. He disappeared. Not before saying... Dumbledore's got style. Yeah. Not before saying, hey, you gotta be careful... Um, love you, bye. Guard your mind, Harry. Yeah, love you, bye. That was basically what it was. Yeah. Be careful, Harry. Okay, bye. Um, and don't uh, Dolores Umbridge is a pain in the patootie. We got to see Percy again, but not in a great way. And that's where we are now. In the movie, if I recall correctly, Percy kind of like grabbed Harry's shoulder and held it up like that a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Percy, I will beat you right now. Well, because Percy wanted to be involved more than than just taking notes to get sent to the Daily Prophet. I'll snack him. Snack. Snap him like a freaking twig. You're going to snack him. That's right. So anyway, educational degree number 28 makes Umbridge headmistress. 
Although she is unable to enter, enter Dumbledore's office, it has magically sealed itself. So the actual decree says, by order of the Ministry of Magic, Dolores Jane Umbridge, High Inquisitor, has replaced Albus Dumbledore as head of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The above is in accordance with Educational Decree Number 28, signed Cornelius Oswald Fudge, Minister of Magic. Just, you know. Yeah. Uh, sealed office, though, she can't get yeah. into the head's office, which apparently, uh, I think Harry finds out that, like, she threw a, a right little tantrum because she couldn't get in, because she, it's one of those things where it's like the throne kind of thing, like, yeah, are you really king if you don't have a throne? Are you really queen if you don't have a throne? Yeah. I mean, the answer is yes, but she didn't feel that way. Anyway. Um, Umbridge appoints an inquisitorial squad composed of Slytherin students, including Draco, empowered to enforce rules and deduct house points. Well, because Draco starts with, um, you better, you better be careful how you talk about our new headmistress and, or, or I'll take points from you. And Hermione's like, you can't do that. You're just a prefect. And he's like, look at the, the badge, mudblood. And it's like, well, okay, well. Yeah. That's racist. Um, Super racist. Yes. Montague, an inquisitorial squad member, attempts to dock house points from Fred and George Weasley, but they force him into an old, broken vanishing cabinet. Hermione is aghast, but Fred says that with Dumbledore gone, they no longer care about getting in trouble. They advise Harry, Ron, and Hermione to go into lunch to avoid accusations of being involved with phase one. Hold on. I love this. We have to read this. Where he's like, yeah, Montague tried to do us during break, said George. What do you mean tried, said Ron quickly. <laughs> he never managed to get all the words out, said Fred, due to the fact that we for forced him headfirst into that vanishing cabinet on the first floor. Hermione looked very shocked. But you'll get in terrible trouble. Not until Montague reappears, and that could take weeks. I don't know where we sent him said Fred coolly. Anyway, we decided we'd not care about getting in trouble anymore. Did you ever care about getting in trouble? Well, she says, have you ever? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and George is like, of course we have. Never been expelled, have we? It's like, but did you die, though? Exactly. Uh, that's kind of what I like about it, is because they, they probably do have some kind of bottom line where it's like, they'll troll Filch until the end of the earth. Yeah, and he actually, Fred actually, that's the next line. He says, we've always known where to draw the line. Mm -hmm. And then um, Fred says, but we've always stopped short of causing real mayhem. Because, well, George says, we might have put a toe across it occasionally. And then Fred says, but we've stopped short of causing real mayhem. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, now it's up for grabs. And away, away with you so you don't get accused of anything. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Filch takes Harry aside, saying that the headmistress wants to see him. Filch exults over how things will change with Umbridge in charge. I called her Dumbridge, huh? Umbridge in charge. <laughs> Best Freudian slip ever. Yeah. And that a new decree will restore co corporal punishment. Umbridge has obviously recruited Filch to her side. Umbridge herself is uncharacteristically sweet, offering Harry something to Hold drink. On. You have to let me read what, what Filch says. Insisting he choose something. Oh. Yes. So Filch says, um, the headmistress would like to see you, Potter. 
Um, and Harry very quickly says, I didn't do it. <laughs> and he's guilty conscience. Yeah, guilty conscience, eh? Follow me. And then he starts with, um, things are changing around here, Potter. To which Harry co- coldly says, I've noticed. And then he says, and Filch says, yes. I've been telling Dumbledore for years and years he's too soft with you all. You filthy little beasts would never have dropped stink pellets if you'd known I had it in my power to whip you raw, would you now? Nobody would have thought of throwing fanged frisbees down the corridors if I could have strung you up by your ankles in my office, would they? But when educational decree number 29 comes in, Potter, I'll be allowed to do them things. And she's asked the minister to sign an order for the expulsion of Peeves. Oh, things are going to be very different around here with her in charge. Peeves is a poltergeist. How are they going to expel him? Unless they're going to purposely get, like, aurors to figure out. We're unaware of. Yeah, but he's lived there longer than anybody else. Well, not lived. You know what I mean. He's been there. Yes, he's been there longer than anybody well, we else. Know how how old or when he started to haunt Hogwarts? Because, I mean, if we have, um, it's a bit of a spoiler, but it doesn't mean anything until later, I suppose. Until much later. Um, I'm gonna tread say carefully. it, and then you tell me. It well, we already said that we don't really care about spoilers. Yeah. So it's not it's not a big one. Um, if one of the ghosts. Is literally the 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 offspring of one of the founders of Hogwarts. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they probably have seniority over Peeves. Unless Peeves manifested itself before they were born. But that's so odd. Well, we don't have we don't have a Peeves timeline, unfortunately. We don't have a Peeves timeline, but we do know that Sir Nicholas Nearly Headless Nick has been there for five hundred years. 500 yes. and a little bit because he celebrated his 500th birthday two, three years ago. I mean, I can. In the story? We can definitively say. Or 500th death day. That he's there in 1890, whenever legacy takes place because he's in it. Yeah. So that's something. Give a little, little scene, a little bit of a something. age to him. Yeah. But even then, I think he's been around longer. I would say he's been around for quite some time. Okay, anyway. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So you're right. He goes in um, into Dolores Umbridge's office. Her whatever. Which is not the head's office. No, because she can't get in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like you said, she uncharacteristically sweet being uncharacteristically sweet, offering Harry something to drink, insisting he choose something. And that's when he's like, you know, I don't think I should. This is very weird, especially since she keeps insisting that he drink. And so he raises his cup to his lips and then just as suddenly lowered it. One of the horrible painted kittens behind Umbridge had great green, great, sorry, great round blue eyes, just like Mad-Eye Moody's magical one. Uh, 
and it had just occurred to Harry what Mad-Eye would say if he ever heard that Harry had drunk anything offered by a known enemy. At least something stuck. At least Fake Moody taught him something. Fake Moody taught him a lot, actually. Well, yes, he did. But I mean, something stuck, even though he was going through some craziness the year before. Something stuck, and the thing that stuck out the most right now is constant vigilance. I'm Watch yourself. That wasn't a thing in the movie. Yes. Very sad. Me too. Like that was like a hallmark of of Moody in the book. It was always yeah. his thing. So, um, so with that in mind, he pretends to drink. Yeah. Well, Harry notes that she hides the tea preparation. Then recalls, like you said, yeah, refuses to drink anything, uh, and his refusal to drink anything offered to him. Harry carefully pretends to drink the tea. When Umbridge asks where Dumbledore is. Harry, uh, Harry says he does not know. Umbridge yeah. then asks where Sirius Black is. Harry responds that he does not know that either. Umbridge says that she knows Sirius was talking to Harry, <sighs> and she would have Harry arrested if she had any proof. Yes. She also says that all Hogwarts fireplaces are being monitored except hers. So it's one of those things where, like, she's asking hard-hitting questions from the word go, and, like... So, No. Not just that. She's very insistent that he drink something. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are... We've already known that there are spells and potions and everything because of the wizarding world. Well, no, no, no. We know from, and, the, last, from the last one yes. where it was, if you steal from my cupboard again, my hand just might slip over your morning pumpkin juice and you'll be bearing your soul to everyone or whatever. Yeah. About Veritas Serum, which is the world, the strongest truth serum. And we know from the last book that they gave it to part Barty Crouch, Jr., fake Moody. Yes. Once he turned into Barty Crouch Jr. to get him to tell them the entire story of what happened. Um, so if, if you're, in front of somebody who clearly has it out for you because she does like she's been being mean to Harry the entire time since the moment she saw him at the hearing in August. She's been mean to him since the second she got to Hogwarts banning him forever from Quidditch. Like that's, that's rough and locking up his firebolt. And every turn she gets, every turn, she's mean to him. He didn't help the fact with with talking to Rita Skeeter and having the thing published in The Quibbler, but he had to. He had to to basically clear his own name. Because at that point, I would be tired of people calling me crazy too. So... He's very smart in the, sure, I'll pretend to drink and I will make sure that nothing gets into my mouth by keeping my lips as tightly closed as humanly possible. And then, of course, like you said, she starts right away with the hard-hitting questions. Where's Dumbledore? And then... it's What's his plan? So that's the thing where it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then her bringing up Sirius is what... 
really bothers Harry. Because, like, you know, she can obviously connect Harry and Dumbledore because, I mean, Harry's the one who's leading the group called Dumbledore's Army. Yeah. Air quotes on that one because, you know, uh, whatever. Anyway. um, And the way that she says it. the serious thing is terrifying because it's like, how does she know that they're in contact? And then it was the hand in the fire that we mentioned a couple of chapters ago. Um, yeah. She's definitely aware that that... She obviously knows it's a Gryffindor fireplace. Mm-hmm. And who has any kind of connection to Sirius Black and Gryffindor, let's be honest. He'd be the only one. Exactly. Yeah. So she does the whole... She leans in very sweetly with the Where's Albus Dumbledore? Mm-hmm. And Harry very promptly says, No idea. And then I'm just reading it because I... Like, you need to understand how Slytherin-y of her it is. Like, I just, like, in the books, we've so far had Slytherins, for the most part, be kind of jerks. And, and be that, the, the villain, the villains of the story. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, we're not saying all Slytherins are bad. We're just saying that the ones that we've seen thus far, not really great. And she's got that, ambitious um to to being gross down pat like she is if you look at slytherin worst qualities in a harry potter dictionary it's going to have her picture so then she says drink up drink up now mr potter let us not play childish games I know that you know where he is gone. You and Dumbledore have been in this together from the beginning. Consider your position, Mr. Potter. And he says, I don't know where he is. Harry pretends to drink again. And she says, very well. Looking displeased, of course. And says, in that case, you will kindly tell me the whereabouts of Sirius Black. And that's when his stomach turns over and his hand holding the teacup shook so that the cup rattled in its saucer. And he tilted the cup to his mouth with his lips pressed together so that some of the hot liquid trickled down onto his robes. So like he's putting on a good show. And he says, I don't know, just a little too quickly. And she says, Mr. Potter, let me remind you that it was I who almost caught the criminal black in the Gryffindor fire in October. I know perfectly well it was you he was meeting. And if I had, if I had had any proof, neither of you would be at large today. I promise you. I repeat, Mr. Potter, where is Sirius Black? No idea, said Harry loudly. Haven't got a clue. And they stare each other down and she says, Very well, Potter, I will take your word for it this time. But be warned, the might of the ministry stands behind me. All channels of communication in and out of the school are being monitored. A fluid network regulator is keeping watch over every fire in Hogwarts, except mine, of course. My inquisitorial squad is opening and reading all owl posts, entering and leaving the castle. And Mr. Filch is observing all secret passages in and out of the castle. If I find a shred of evidence, I I don't like her at all. Yep. So now they can't communicate at all, not even a little bit in any way whatsoever. Nope. Well then, 
Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. A loud explosion interrupts the interrogation. In the center stairwell, Harry sees an enormous conflagration of exploding fireworks. Harry ducks behind the tapestry and finds Fred and George, who admit they are the culprits. The fireworks last all afternoon and cause so much mayhem that school operations are continually disrupted. (laughs) The faculty purposely do nothing to help Umbridge regain control, forcing her to personally attend each classroom and dispose of errant fireworks. Yeah, the upshot of it all was that Professor Umbridge spent her first afternoon as headmistress running all over the school, answering summons of the other teachers, none of whom seemed able to rid their rooms of the fireworks without her. When the final bell rang and the students were heading back to Gryffindor Tower with their bags, Harry saw with immense satisfaction a disheveled and soot-blackened Umbridge, tottering, sweaty-faced from Professor Flitwick's classroom. I love this. Thank you so much, Professor, said Professor Flitwick in his squeaky little voice. I could have got rid of the sparklers myself, of course, but I wasn't sure whether I had the authority. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and shuts the door in her face. Yes. Beautiful. That <sighs> night, Harrigan dreams that he is in the Department of Mysteries. This time he goes through a door and into a room. Inside are rows of shelves containing small glass spheres, but before reaching one, he is awakened by an exploding firework. The next day, Harry runs into Cho Chang in the hall as he heads for his occlumency lesson. Cho regrets that it was her friend Marietta who exposed Dumbledore's army, but defends what Marietta has done, saying Marietta's mother works for the Ministry of Magic. Harry angrily responds that Ron's father does also. Cho is upset that Hermione secretly jinxed the parchment, believing it a dirty trick. Harry retorts that the jinx was brilliant, and any reason for betraying the DA is inexcusable. As tears well up in Cho's eyes, Harry sternly warns her not to start crying again. Deeply offended, Cho storms off. I mean, Harry is a little insensitive here, but also extremely mad, which... I understand. Yeah. Well, I'm reading it, and it's exactly the way you said it. Um, Everyone knew that this had to be secret. Everyone knew that they had to keep it secret because they were being watched very closely by someone who wanted to basically make it so that they couldn't use any kind of defensive magic whatsoever because the minister was paranoid and is still paranoid. You can't be involved in a secret club and talk about it. What's the first rule of Fight Club? Nobody talks about Fight Club. As soon as one person talks about it, it's no longer a secret and now it's an issue. That's what Marietta did. Like you pointed out, other people's parents work in the ministry too and they're still involved. Susan Bones, right? Wasn't in... Dumbledore's army? I believe so. Her aunt works there. Ron Weasley and the Weasley twins and Ginny. Their dad works for the ministry. They were all in there. So don't give me the excuse of my mom works for the ministry. Her mom works for the ministry. So she had to. No, she didn't have to. She, you can tell us she's a lovely person, uh, 
all day, every day for a month and a half. No, she's the one who has sneak written on her face. Literally. No, thank you. And for someone who values friendship as much as Harry does and how loyal he is to his friends and how loyal his friends are to him, to have somebody do that, it feels like a a huge betrayal. And I like how she's like, well, nobody got caught. Um, not true. Not true. Because if Marietta hadn't said anything, then Dumbledore wouldn't be gone. And Umbridge wouldn't be headmistress right now. True. So, yeah, everyone got away, but not really. And then, of course, she gets annoyed at the fact that he mentions Hermione again. Like, Cho, in the books, in the first, the first book, the first time we see her, last book, I thought she was pretty cool. No, she's mentioned in three. Yeah, but she's only briefly mentioned. Yes. But, like, in the last book, in, in you know, the goblet of fire that's what it's called my brain stopped working sorry guys um in goblet of fire she seemed pretty cool you know like we didn't see a lot of her because she was with cedric but she was you know the seeker on on the ravenclaw team and she was really nice to harry and now she's this insecure puddle of teenager which makes sense because she's a teenager and teenagers tend to be a little bit insecure and her boyfriend did die last year. Yep. And not just in a, oh, he had an accident. No, he was murdered. So I understand that. But don't defend someone who, unfortunately, in this moment is indefensible. Yeah, no. Marietta just needs to be quiet. Yeah. You don't need to pick an extreme be all in on DA or throw a give them up at first moment's notice. You can be quiet. Pick the middle ground. Yeah. But nope. Anyway. Uh, Harry's Occlumency session is interrupted. Well. Well, before we get there. Much before. A little bit before. This is the part where I don't agree with Harry. Mm-hmm. So Harry says, I think it was a brilliant idea about the parchment being, you know, bewitched jinxed whatever and cho flushed and her eyes grew brighter grew brighter oh yes i forgot of course it was darling hermione's idea and harry cuts her off and says don't start crying again that is not okay nope and she shouts i wasn't going to and he says yeah well good i've got enough to cope with at the moment And she says, go and cope with it then. And she storms off. And then he has to go to his occlumency lesson with Snape all worked up. And it never goes well when he's agitated. So let's see how this one goes. So Harry's occlumency session, he's there. Yes. Uh, is interrupted when Malfoy arrives with a message 
that Umbridge needs to see Snape. Montague has reappeared, jammed inside a toilet. Snape departs, but before Harry leaves, he notices a shimmering light reminiscent of his dream about the Ministry coming from the pensive. What memories has Snape been hiding? Is it something to do with his dreams about the Ministry? Looking inside, Harry sees a young James Potter and Sirius Black at Hogwarts. They are cruelly tormenting their classmate, Severus Snape, by suspending him upside down in midair, exposing his dingy underwear. Lily Evans intervenes and berates James and Sirius for their deplorable behavior. James offers a deal. If she goes out with him, he will never hurt Snape again, which she angrily declines. The humiliated Snape re- uh, resents Lily's help and insultingly calls her mudblood. Oh. Harry is appalled by his father's bullying, but before he can consider it further, the present-day Snape yanks him from the pensive. Furious, Snape demands that he never reveal what he had seen to anyone and orders him to leave. So, the the bullying, by the way, is not like ribbing between people who are kind of friendly, kind of frenemies thing. It's full-on bullying. Mm-hmm. Full-on levitating him in front of other people to humiliate him. And, yep. and the way it sounds is that it's not a one-off. No. It is a very regular thing. So James just comes off as such a douche. Yeah. So he... the. The attack is James yeets his wand, Espeliamus, Snape's wand flies. Um, impedimenta, Snake, well, S- Snape is knocked down. And then it's, it's just Scourgeify and there's pink soap bubbles coming out of Snape's mouth. Like, do you see how bad it is? It's not just a little bit. It's, it's bad. It's bad. And then that's when he gets, um, the Scourgeify. And I'm trying to see what else is happening because he's jinxed down and then that happens. And that's when you hear leave him alone and, and it's, Lily Evans saying stop and oh I'll stop if you go out with me nope nope uh Petrificus Totalis (sighs) on Snape and and he's down on the ground it's just bad and he calls her a mudblood oh my goodness it's just it's all kinds of bad this is not okay. Like you said, it's bullying and it's worse. And I wanted to read more of it, but it's just so bad that I don't feel like we should read that aloud. So anyway, like you said, when Snape comes back, he he said, having fun. Like, Harry, why? If you already knew what a pensive was, why would you do that? Why would you jump into his memories? Like, that's not cool. Well, he's been spending so long jumping into Harry's. Harry probably was like, here is the shoe. Put it on now. Yeah. 
but it's not okay. No, it's like not. Harry has has to learn how to I don't know respect authority a little bit. Like I don't think Sna- I think Snape is a terrible person. Snape is a terrible character. He there is no redemption arc for me. He's weird and gross, and I don't like him. And I do not co-sign any of of his supposed redemption and the fact that no i'm not okay with it you do not use your position of authority to hurt children no that's it i have i have no other you have no other redeeming qualities after that if you use your position of authority to to terrorize children so much so that somebody's worst fear is you there's a problem um but yeah when when he gets out of the memory he says amusing man your father wasn't he and harry's like i i didn't you will not tell anybody what you saw snape bellowed and harry's actually a little bit afraid of what snape looks like and he says no of course i won't and that's when he gets kicked out Get out, get out. I don't want to see you in this office ever again. So that's a problem for me because Dumbledore has put Snape in charge of occlumency lessons with Harry. Dumbledore is no longer at Hogwarts and his leaving, departing wish was continue your occlumency lessons with Snape and work hard at it, right? So how is he supposed to have his lessons with Snape if Snape no longer wants to see him? I mean, he's just done. No more lessons. Which then makes him more susceptible to Voldemort. Yes. Is that Snape's plan all along? Oh my goodness. So then um, I'm going to read the last couple of, of chapter chapters. Paragraphs of the chapter. Okay. And as Harry hurtled toward the door, a jar of dead cockroaches exploded over his head. He wrenched the door open and flew away up the corridor, stopping only when he had put three floors between himself and Snape. There he leaned against the wall, panting and rubbing his bruised arm. He had no desire at all to return to Gryffindor Tower so early, nor to tell Ron and Hermione what he had just seen. What was making Harry feel so horrified and unhappy was not being shouted at or having jars thrown at him. It was that he knew how it felt to be humiliated in the middle of a circle of onlookers, knew exactly how Snape had felt as his father had taunted him, and that judging from what he just what he had just seen, his father had been every bit as arrogant as Snape had always told him. Yep. It's one of those things where it's so sad because Harry's led to believe that his father and his mother are such great people, which the visions don't show Lily as being anything less than Lily. Yeah, yeah. a good person, basically. But he's always told that his dad, though rambunctious to some degree, is a very good person, stuff like that. And now and he then, has evidence to the contrary. Like, like harsh evidence. Yeah. But so everything he's ever known about his dad, he has to question now because he's not sure. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. You're seeing someone's memories. You're only seeing their side of it. 
You're not seeing the other person's memories. Who knows what what Snape did to James? To have warranted that kind of reaction from James. Yes, there are some bullies who are just bullies and there's no reason, rhyme or reason behind it. But what if they were both just mean to each other? And the only thing we're seeing is a reaction from Snape because it's Snape's memory. But Harry's Harry's young and he doesn't realize that he should be questioning things that way. So this is where he's at. Unsure of pretty much everything. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. A lot. It's not like a lot happens in this one, but it's enough to further the story to realize that more stuff is going to happen. And quickly. I mean, Umbridge is headmistress. Ugh. A headmistress without the headmistress office. <laughs> I hate her. Okay, bye. I hate her too. Okay, bye everyone. Bye-bye.